Of the twice-yearly time shifts, spring ahead and fall behind, my preference is decidedly for the latter. Perhaps like many of us, I would rather have a 25-hour day than a 23-hour day, given my inclination to plan for many more projects than I have time to accomplish. Ultimately, however, it's the same old story with time. Humans think they can play with time, stretch it, stretch it, truncate it, interrupt it with breaks of various lengths, like rests in a musical score. But time is implacably its own relentless thing, never reminding us of our short-sightedness until it's too late, never apprising us in advance of the difficulties just ahead. For we are so often uneducable when it comes to time. We think we can save it, relive it, envision it, trade it. In the spring, for example, we sacrifice an hour to create daylight savings time. Somehow this reminds me of the absurd pitches we get from retail salespeople and cashiers who tell us after we have spent a certain sum of money that we have saved a certain sum of money, when actually the two views are mutually exclusive. When I have just spent $40 for a bag of groceries, I have not saved anything. I have spent $40. Pitches like this, this bring to mind the old joke about the first rule of banking. How does one save a lot of money? Don't spend any. How is it then that we call the sort of time we change to in the spring savings time when we have to spend an hour to accomplish it? And overall, what really is the point of losing an hour in the spring and gaining an hour in the fall? Doesn't regular accounting tell us that after those moves, our balance nevertheless is zero? I know, I know. The rationale for daylight savings time seemed, once upon a time, to make sense, but not any longer, although that's an argument for another time. Today we have bigger fish to fry. Today we need to prepare ourselves for tomorrow, when many of us will make every attempt to maintain our composure during another presidential election. Last week, one day at the local YMCA locker room, a retired engineer from the University of Maine and I were having one of our occasional but typical locker room discussions about the condition of the universe. We agreed on many things, not the least of which was the condition of our particular corner of the universe here in 21st century America. We'll call my friend Fred. One concern Fred and I share is a concern to many people. How well will the economy hang together in the near future? Will people be pressed to a point of rebellion? Because people have certainly been pressed to a point of rebellion for many things in this world, why not the economy also? Today, for instance, marks the 407th anniversary of an attempt at religious rebellion back in England in 1605, where today many will celebrate Guy Fawkes Day, named for the leader of a Catholic group who intended to kill Protestant King James and to blow up Parliament. They were apprehended just prior to detonating their explosives. A little ditty goes so. Please to remember the 5th of November, gunpowder treason and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Hi, this is R.W. Estella. W-E-R-U-F-M is a tempering valve. That is, it's a radio station that helps us all keep our tempers in check by providing the sorts of informational and cultural variety that no other radio station on the FM dial or radio station online can provide. And WERU-FM does it because of its volunteers and its listeners who help support
support its aims and goals of entertaining and informing its audience. Please do what you can to support this great station. From Orono, Bangor, and Orland, Maine, have a great day. Thanks, RW. Give us a call, 1-800-643-6273, if you'd like to make a pledge today. And you can join several callers we've been getting this morning.